Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 192. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road. It's the off-season for my main sport, Andy. Yes, yes. A lot of off-seasons right now. I covered a couple of bases uh, right there. Thank you for uh, tuning in, though. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and uh, check out our entertainment pod after this. But uh, this is our sports podcast. We've got uh, a few things to get into today. Uh, We're going to start things right off with the fact that uh, it's official, Andy. December 22nd, NBA. Yeah, this is uh, it's big news. It's what we uh, reported on last week, um, but it wasn't confirmed yet. The players had to approve of the plan, and they, they have. So a 72-game season starting December 22nd. So that means Christmas Day we will have basketball, and things will seem a little bit more normal. Gotta love it. Yeah, it, it is crazy, though. It means they're going to have to get a lot done. Um, I think free agency is next. So the draft is next week. And then right then uh, you can do free agency. And I think right now you can uh, work out trades right now. Like they can't, they won't be confirmed, but you can start making deals at this moment. So, I mean, for the fans, that just means more madness. I mean, yeah, it's probably a pain in the ass paperwork wise, but I don't care what's going on back of house. I'm just excited that they're, you know, it's 70 days between, the last playoff game or whatever it is in the first uh, season, uh, like NBA season game opener. Uh, yeah. It's, it's pretty exciting. It's, it's a quick turnaround and I think it's not going to be friendly to some people, but uh, it'll be a lot of news followed by like, we're already in training camp. Yep. Like ro- rosters will be set and like the season will be starting in a couple weeks. It's uh, I don't think we've had anything that close i know the lockout the last lockout was 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 like this but i think we had even more time than that yeah uh where do you think little mellow goes i mean it's all over the place like he's being trashed by some people some people think he should be number one yeah uh to t wolves who are picking number one are like we don't want to pick anyone at number one we don't trust any of these guys it's doesn't seem like that uh, exciting of a draft but it's always exciting to see you know, there's going to be like three guys who are drafted after the 10th pick that are like important. Yeah. Everyone thought it would just be trash, but that's how it goes. Yeah. It's just time to start doing due diligence and uh, hope you get lucky when you're making your picks, whatever team you are. Oh, it's all about luck. Like, don't let, don't let those people fool you. They don't know what they're doing. Well, (laughs) good luck to them. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully they uh, select luckily. Okay, well, uh, let's move things on to another offseason of uh, one of your main sports. Uh, MLB has a couple of little stories you wanted to share. Yeah, we got some managerial news. So this is this is the biggest uh, stories of them all. That's what we really care about is the managers. I mean, they're they're the most important of the coaches because they wear the uniform. Yeah, right. So they're 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 always ready and just in case. Yeah. Well, um, the Red Sox have a new manager and he is their old manager. Uh, They're bringing back Alex Cora, who uh, was their manager when they won the World Series, who they fired after it was revealed that he was part of the Astros cheating scandal when he was an assistant in Houston. So the Red Sox got ahead of it, just fired him, didn't want to wait for a suspension. And then it turned out that he wasn't probably that involved in it. So 
Uh, they're bringing him back. Interesting. Kind of crazy. Yeah. It's... Well, if he gets caught for cheating ever again, he, he's uh he better be out. Yeah. So I, I think I think most of baseball is ready to give him a, another shot here. Um, he's kind of an inspirational guy, I'd say. I think he had a good approval rating, and yeah, I mean the Red Sox are now more of a mess than when he was managing them. So I don't know, but there there will be some people that are, will not accept this, and they'll be very upset about this. But mm-hmm. I'd rather see Alex Cora get a chance than the players who cheated and then just continued to be assholes about it. Yeah. Well, interesting. Yeah. What else you got the, in the uh, MLB world? There's another big managerial story. Um, we didn't report on this, I believe, last week when it first came out, but the White Sox hired a new manager. Um, so funny enough, I believe their their manager was one of the finalists for manager of the year, took the team to the playoffs the first time in a long time, and yet the White Sox still fired him. Uh, well, they're bringing in uh, Tony La Russa. So Tony La Russa used to manage the White Sox. Um, and when he started that job, the year was 1978, I believe. <laughs> yeah, so he, after uh, you know a few years with the White Sox, they fired him in the 80s, where then he took over the Oakland A's uh, with the Bash brothers, you know, Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco, oh, yeah. led them to a championship. And then after that, went over to the Cardinals in the mid-90s um, and brought Mark McGuire over and won a couple more world series with the Cardinals. Uh, he retired in 2010 because he was pretty fucking old. So he retired 10 years ago and he has, uh, still been around the game, like working for different teams as a consultant. I believe he's with the angels very recently, just as a consultant saying like, Oh, I'm going to watch this guy or something. Just doing old baseball guy stuff. Uh, but for some reason, the white Sox said, no, we want this guy to actually come back to the bench here. Um, he's 76 years old. Um, and I mean, this country has, has a lot of history in hiring 70 late seventies guys to run things. Yeah. Uh, it seems to be all the rage right now, but, uh, so the white Sox wanted in on that action and, uh, bringing in Tony La Russa, which doesn't seem to make any sense in today's baseball where things have changed so much just in 10 years. And he never seemed like a guy that was going to connect to the players anyways. Um, so it was a strange decision already. Got a lot of criticism like three days ago. But today, uh, some other news dropped, and that is that he uh, was just charged for a, a DUI that he got in February. And it's his second DUI. So it's his second DUI as an old man. And <laughs> there's uh, recordings of him, you know, talking to the cop saying, I'm in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> And uh, it didn't work, obviously. His kids teach him how to use an Uber. <laughs> so it's kind, of, it's kind of embarrassing. But then the White Sox said, like, no, we knew about this already. And we still wanted to hire him. That's big of them. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like a total disaster before it even started. And, and the yeah, White like Sox we hired, a lot of... a, we hired him a driver also. Yeah, I mean, that has to be number one. But, yeah, I mean, he shouldn't be driving as a 76-year-old man anyways. Hey, my um, grandma drove till she was 90. Yeah, it's not the best idea, especially if you have money. There's no excuse. My grandma was still working when she was 90. Yeah. But I, I don't know. This seems this seems like there's going to be 14 hilarious stories over the next year about this guy and trying to manage this team of young Cubans. Yeah. 
because that's what they are. They're an exciting young team with like five Cubans on on there. And you think they're going to listen to this 80-year-old guy? Hey, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that that's a movie right there, right? I think so. It's starring Clint Eastwood. He teaches them to win. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Maybe, maybe. Maybe you sold me. Even though I think I talked myself into it, but I'll give yeah. you the credit. Yeah, you know, you're going to have to have him. He's going to be racist. You know, he's going to be peppering in phrases that were co- thrown around commonly in the 40s that, uh, you know, aren't exactly in vogue anymore. And they're just going to have to get over it because I don't know if he's going to change. Yeah. Well, there's going to have to be like the 34 year old player who's been the veteran who's seen more shit. And he has to be like, this guy could be our leader. He's going to convince the rest of the young team. Mm-hmm. Um and then somehow it also like he has a, a strange relationship with his daughter, right? That has to be worked in there. Yeah, of course. She, yeah. you know, wanted him to stop driving years ago. <laughs> yeah. She worries. She's a worrier. Well, right, I think well, that I think... movie's uh, that should be picked up by Amazon or Netflix any, any time now. Uh, that's a Disney Plus, right? Yeah, no, they won't no. have to go in, on and win the championship, and it'd be a little bit more uh, uh, whitewashed for it yeah, be so... gritty. I think HBO Max, actually. Oh, yeah. You know, they have to get get something in the fire as well. So there we yeah. go. We got we started a bidding war here with this whole movie idea. All right. Well, uh, is that going to wrap up your MLB? Yeah. All right. Let's uh, push gears into college football. So we're we're deep into this season now. It's uh, for, for some of the teams. Some of the teams just started, but um we had a really big game this last week, uh, Notre Dame and Clemson, two of the top teams. But Clemson, as we talked about last week, their their QB is out with COVID. So I think he's expected back for the next game, but they really needed him uh, going against a, a top team. And they did they did lose just uh, slightly. And um, yes, it's, it's, it wasn't the game that you'd want him to miss. Uh, Clemson's schedule is pretty simple outside of this game. And it just didn't work out. But the way it's going, it's probably not going to be a big deal. Clemson wins out the rest of their games. They'll still be in the college football playoff, most likely, where they always kill Notre Dame. So I don't know how much to read into that. Uh, I think one of the big stories of the game was uh, after Notre Dame won and the the whole stadium rushed the field and a lot of close contact. Yeah, that's been a trend. Uh, and if you, if you know anything about that region, that's they're not taking it all that well. Um, Notre Dame is, you know, outside of Chicago. It's, I mean, it's not necessarily in the city. Um, it's a rural area in Indiana, but it's it's that area of the country, and is that they're not doing very well. Um, I would expect a lot of those students uh, probably had <laughs> COVID, and they had a big party in the middle of the f- football field. Yeah, well, and we'll get into some of that stuff uh, in the next pod. We've got that 90% uh, effectiveness rate, so yeah, maybe they're going to luck out, most likely I don't, not. I don't think the vaccine is going to come before the college football playoff. Yeah. But, maybe, they'll all, maybe they'll all get to test it, though. Maybe that's what they'll do. All the college football players will get to test it. Yeah, you never know. We'll see. Yeah. What uh, else well, you got in the uh, college football arena? I mean, yeah, it just it's always going to be about COVID because uh, we've got a big game this week that is not going to happen now. Alabama LSU is being delayed till December 12th, which is uh, pretty late in the college football schedule. That's usually like after the championship games. 
It's I've right already... before the Bourbon Bowl. Yeah, so this is, uh, I don't know how that's all going to work. LSU is not good this year after being the best team last year, but it's still always a big game, Alabama-LSU. And uh, you're just, you're just not going to get it this Saturday. You're going to have to wait. Well, they will get some uh, NFL football. Yeah, they're not delaying those games. Well, there hasn't been a delay in like two weeks. Pretty good. good. Yeah. Have the little, uh, you know, weeks without an incident. Yeah. Um, But as I said last week, uh, the Pac-12 was coming back. And they're doing a very, very abbreviated schedule. So they uh, did come back last week. And I, I believe one of those games did actually get canceled or delayed but uh our hometown teams did play usc had a big game against asu and they came back from 13 down with three minutes left i believe it was um just a huge you know clutch comeback there to barely beat asu um exciting but it was a little weird because that game happened just as like all the uh just as the presidential thing was was called you know and there's the coverage of like the parties and stuff. And it's like, I think it kind of killed that mm-hmm. excitement. Like that was not a story. Like, I don't know if people in LA were that excited about this huge USC comeback, if they were even paying attention. Probably very few. Yeah. Um, and I don't think anyone in LA was paying too much attention to UCLA, hopefully, because they gave up 48 to Colorado. Uh, they scored 42 themselves, which is which is nice, a good sign. But uh, I don't know. UCLA is still just they're not a good college football program at all. It's been just so many years now. They're just not competitive. I don't know. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. <laughs> it, it's not what people expect out of them anyways, but. Yeah, maybe the like time USC will come. Had a, yeah, USC hasn't had a great run as of late either, but yeah. So that's what happened for you know our local teams here. Hmm. Any more college football? I thought we were out of it. No, that's that's it. I mean, we. All right. Well, there's, then there's more happening every week, but. Yeah. Let's uh, shift gears into the professional arena. Okay, we've had a uh, an exciting week nine, I would say. Uh, some some good games. Some some players I hadn't seen yet this season. So that was nice. Um, I think the first game that I want to identify here is uh, the Buffalo Bills, who, despite a good record, people were trying to write off. Um, and I didn't get, but the Bills put up 40 points on the Seahawks, who are a good team themselves, but they have uh, very big defensive problems. I think that's apparent, but it was a a big win for Buffalo. To, they put up, I think, 44 points, and Seattle put up 34, so... Uh, a bit of a shootout, but I think Buffalo controlled it the whole way through. And I mean, they have an offense that that works that no one is ever going to believe in. But uh, I, I don't want to say I believe in it either, but it's good. I don't know if it's elite, but it's good. And they're good enough to put up 44. Mm-hmm. Pretty solid. Yeah. And then in, in elsewhere in the AFC, Two of the top teams went against each other, the Ravens and Colts. And I hadn't seen much of either of these teams yet. Um, The Ravens were great last year. They have a solid record so far this year. 
They've got the reigning MVP. They've got a defense that always seems to perform despite piling up injuries. Uh, yeah, and their defense really, you know, was was really good this week. Held the Colts to ten points. Had some big defensive plays, defensive touchdowns. Um, it was interesting watching Philip Rivers as not a fan of the team he was playing for. It was an interesting experience. You get to see uh, how it is. Uh, he had one of the funniest plays of the season so far when the Colts running back fumbled and he went to try to tackle the guy who recovered it. Uh, he was running with him and then he just fell without anyone touching him. And the uh, guy running it back, his momentum took him right into Rivers and he had to just jump over his lifeless body on the ground. And he just put his hands up to try to make some sort of play and he just went right over him. He looked so helpless. helpless. It was... Uh, Quite comical when it's not your team that's having that funny play happen to. Yeah, I'll bet it's it's yeah. you know you can sit back and just enjoy it, mm-hmm. and watch all the jokes on Twitter about it as well. Oh wow! And I saw it live. Over I saw, Twitter, I saw it happen live. Yeah, and my analysis of uh, Rivers at this point, uh, he can't throw twenty yards downfield, but he's still good enough if it's within that and his team really let him down. So it's like there, anytime he tried to throw 20 yards, it like looked like the hardest thing in the, in the world where he's using all of his strength just to get it. And it floats up there. But if he just has to throw these little 10 yard passes, he's accurate as long as they catch the ball and they weren't really doing that for him. Ouch. But I mean, that I expected it. I think Ravens are just better. The Colt, the Colts will be there. They'll be uh, competing for a playoff spot, but, I mean, the Ravens are really, they want to win a Super Bowl. That's that's what they, they don't care about anything else right now. And to do that, they're probably going to have to beat Patrick Mahomes, which they couldn't do earlier this year. Uh, for the second week in a row, Patrick Mahomes had a, just a, a top-tier game. Um, he's just not getting the, the same coverage anymore. It seems like he's an old story, but he's just having another fantastic year. Yeah, old story who's 26. I might even maybe be even younger, but yeah, he's just, he's there. He will always be there. It seems like, and, um, the chiefs really need him. They, they just barely won. They needed everything they got out of him, but it seems like he's, he's good enough that he'll always win you the game in the end. It's what he's one of those guys at that point, at this point now, where it's like, just keep it close, just keep it close and I'll get you through, through this. And, uh, you hate to go against that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to have something like that. I'd love to have uh, the Chargers have the ability to close out games, which uh, they just they just can't. And uh, that happened again this week. And in a different way, it wasn't a huge blown lead. This time they uh, were trying to make the comeback themselves. And they got down to, I believe, the six-yard line with seven seconds left or something like that. Uh, two pass pass attempts to uh, win the game here down by five and the first one looks like it was caught hit the guy in the hands goes to the ground the ball comes out incomplete and uh, also the guy got hurt on the play and he's their 6'4 receiver he's their big target there uh, so that sucks so they ended up putting replacing him with a 6'8 third string tight end and they ran they looked like they were in the same formation and they just ran the same play and this time Went right into the tight end's hands. He caught it, went to the ground, 
didn't lose it. They called a touchdown. Chargers win. They were up 32-31. And then the referees come in there like, no, 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 no. We need to take another look at this. We need to take another look. And uh, when he fell to the ground, he lost the ball, never hit the ground, but it did come out of his possession. And by the time he regained the possession, he was now out of bounds. So it's not a catch. Yowza. And the Chargers lose. Oh, boy. It was, uh, it would be so much more infuriating if they were not having all these ones before that. If they were like five and three, trying to get to six and three, uh, but there, there were two and five, they would have been three and five and still out of it. So, uh, it's, it's easier this way for me. It It is exhausting. It's like, you always know it's going to fall apart. Um, but I'm happy it's happening when there wasn't a chance anyways. Yeah. Like we can blow every game the rest of the season and it doesn't matter. It's already over. Yeah. When your expectations are low, you know, it's not as big of a blow. Yeah. That should be on like one of those signs you put up in your kitchen. Yeah. For bad cooks, <laughs> gift ideas, holidays yeah. are around the corner. Tony's take a uh, team store. Find that uh, it's also a, it's an area rug, it's an oven mitt, and a t-shirt and a hat. We should buy all of them. Get twenty five percent off when you do. Well, we have a team that's uh, not like the Chargers because they have never lost a game this season, and they almost did, but they still didn't. Pittsburgh Steelers were facing the Dallas Cowboys, like ninth string quarterback at this point, and it was a real struggle. The Cowboys were winning at one point. I think they were winning like 14 to 9 or something. Steelers just looked bad. Ben Roethlisberger got hurt. Looked like maybe that he'd be out. Uh, but he came back in and they were able to win a close game. And it just that's that's what you need to do when you're a top team is you, you see like, oh, we're playing a worse team this week. We could take the plays off. And then you end up getting uh, you f- find yourself down and you're like, what the fuck? Why do we not try hard? And then you just put it together and you close out a team. So I think it's kind of a good sign. I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much about uh, that for the Steelers. Uh, they are now 8-0, so halfway to a perfect season. Congratulations, I, Tony. I don't think it's happening, though. They're, yeah. They're going to lose. But they're definitely on their way to a top seed. And as I said last week, that top seed is really important. Only the top seed, uh, the number one seed, gets a bye this year. So, Yeah, it's pretty uh, big. Yeah, they're going to try to win all their games. I think they've right now they've got. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs are eight and one, so they're really only a half game up on the Chiefs. Uh, but they also have to hold off the Ravens in their division. Uh, but I like them. I liked them heading into the season, and I want to keep watching them. I hope they're continued to be on TV. That's always the struggle with the NFL, unless you have the. Direct TV package. It's like you don't know what games you're going to get to watch. Sometimes they just show you the worst shit possible because they didn't think it was going to be that bad. But <laughs> all right, the last the last afternoon game that I wanted to talk about was the Miami Dolphins, who are surprisingly five and three. They beat the Arizona Cardinals, who are an okay team. Uh, but the big story was that after last week, uh, Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, had it went one and zero, but he threw less than a hundred yards in that game. They didn't need him at all. Didn't need him to do anything. Um, but he's he's kind of the biggest 
name prospect out there. He won a championship with Alabama as a freshman, uh, continued to put up amazing numbers in his uh, second season and even in his third season before getting hurt. And I think he he's just a name that even casual fans would know, especially because it's a crazy cool name. Um, and a lot of people are rooting for him after he got hurt there uh, with Alabama. And after that first game, even though they won, it's like, well, okay, maybe this guy isn't there yet. Uh, but he was great this week. And uh, the Dolphins finally found a QB after 25 years since Dan Marino. Just I a mean, it's only, been, it's only been one good game, but uh, they're, they're one of those teams that just really has struggled to find a a guy to be their quarterback. They've had seasons where people have been okay, but they really haven't found a guy to be their guy for multiple years. So congratulations, Miami. Congratulations to all the Cubans. Well, we've been talking about those Cubans a lot. So yeah, they're your favorite. Yeah. Pitbull must be so proud. Yeah. I don't know if he's whole, technically Cuban. He pretends to be, I think. I don't know where he's from. Probably from like Michigan or something. Yeah. Hmm. Anything else to uh, add to the sports one? I go. I got two more games to talk about here. Oh, uh, big divisional game um, with, featuring quarterbacks whose combined ages are over a hundred, I believe, at this point. Uh, Tampa Bay and New Orleans face each other again. Uh, this time, the Bucks were on a hot streak and they were favored, but I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. Uh, and the Saints won. Was it forty-eight to three? Just one of the biggest blowouts ever considering that Tampa Bay is actually good. Like, I don't know what happened. Uh, I expected New Orleans to win the game. Did not see that coming. <laughs> uh, I think the worst cur- loss in Tom Brady's career, his 400 year career. Uh, so that's a big deal. And I don't, I don't know what to make of it. I think it's just one of those games. You just got to say, uh, we weren't there. We, we pretended didn't exist. Um, we were all asleep. Maybe there was a spell on us. I don't know. But you can't even take anything away from that game for Tampa Bay's side. But I think New Orleans can say, all right, you can't write us off. We're still really good. I think they're now leading the conference. So it's a, it's a tight race there in the NFC. But they got their guys back. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of pride there. I don't think the Saints wanted to let Brady come in here. He's 45 years old. Let him come in here, get all the news, get all the stories, get all the press, and then come in and steal the division as well. I think yeah. uh, there's some pride there for those guys. And then the the last game here I want to talk about, uh, Tom Brady's old team, uh, the Jets. The Jets who are oh, who were 0-8 coming into this game. Whoa. Uh, they almost won. I believe they held a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, and they gave up 13 so they just lost by three points barely. Um, because it was they the Jets. They almost won eight other times also. I mean, most of those other teams, they didn't almost win. <laughs> they were not three-point games. It's a relative yeah. brave, Andy. I mean, just the fact that they were there, I guess, means they almost won. Yeah, they were in they the were game. Closer, they were closer to winning those games than, let's say, the UCLA Bruins were to winning those games. Exactly. From a logical sense. Um. But they didn't win, so now they're zero and nine. And I, I don't know. I don't even know what to make of it. I don't. I didn't watch it because it was the Jets, and it was sad that that was the Monday night game. But that's that's what we ended up with. Um, 
I hope none of you watched it unless you were like a big fan of these teams because it doesn't matter. The, the, the Pats pulled off the win and I think they're now three and five. So who gives a shit? Like they're going nowhere. You you snuck a win against the worst team in the league. It's not that impressive. Yeah, in your face. <laughs> I mean, they deserve to be like talked down to at this point. Like it's it's been so many years, twenty years that the Patriots have kind of dominated the NFL. Um, not just in wins, but just energy and coverage and. It's fine to just let them fade away. Like, just don't even talk about them. They're just kind of a, a team that's there. They're not so bad that you need to talk about how bad they are, but they're not relevant in any way, and that's that's a good thing. There you go. Anything else to add, then? Um, that that's that's what I have to say about uh, this NFL week. Um, there is one thing to add, and we oh. forgot to talk about it before the show, but uh, we got the Masters. Yes, we do. This is this is big because it seems so. I mean, we know the whole schedule is way off, and that the Masters usually opens the like season. I mean, they, they have tournaments before, but it's kind of like it's in April. It's early. Um, it's the first major usually, and now it's the last. Um, but I think it's a good thing because it's out of the way of everything. I think the problem we had like a couple months back was just that there was so much going on with the start yeah. of football, basketball playoffs, baseball was heading towards the playoffs. It was exhausting. And now, now we're here. We got, we got some time to breathe, time to think. And that's what, that's where golf really shines, you know? Yeah. You pop on the couch, get a you know bag of Fritos and just enjoy. Yeah. So, um, there's a good chance we're going to have some young winner here because that's that's who I'd say that's who is is playing well. Like it's not the old, the same old guys. It's a lot of these uh, young guys. Your your Xander Schofleys, these crazy names. Um, but I think it's 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 worth watching this year. Yeah, I'll flip it on. Yeah, I think it's a good time for it. I think I think we're ready for something like golf right now. The people need the Masters. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap up our sports pod. It was another short and sweet one. Uh, I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road. Welcome to the show, Andy. Thank you. We'll see you later.